You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Half hour. Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation will feature current pop music hits from the second half of June, so you can follow along and listen to the music we are discussing by going to our Instagram and TikTok accounts at Half Hour Podcast, and click the link in our bio to save and listen to this curated playlist. Today is the start of Pride Weekend. Happy Pride, y'all. So we're mostly featuring a lot of music from different um, artists in the LGBTQ plus community. So this is the Everything Pride podcast. Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Hey, girl, hey. Um, uh, We're going to start today with our artist spotlight, and that's on Muna. Muna is releasing their self titled album this today this friday and this is their third effort um with muna releasing their third effort today uh, just in time for pride weekend let's take a look back at some of muna's history in the pop industry so just to let y'all know muna is a trio by katie gavin josette maskin and naomi mcpherson they were originally signed to RCA Records, to which they later were dropped after their second album. Muna has now signed with Phoebe Bridgers, Satisfactory Records, which is an indie label. And on this label, they started with releasing Silk Chiffon that featured Bridgers. And this immediately put them back on the map for me. Um, what When you hear a story like this, Richie... What do you think, how do you think artists should immediately, do you think artists should immediately sign to the label or should they go indie first? That's a difficult question for me. I guess the short answer to that would be that I think they should just take whatever opportunity comes their way. Okay. I don't really know if it's, if you, I, I don't know. I just think that you should. I don't really know if there's much of it. I understand the industry. I just think that if an opportunity comes your way, you should take it regardless of whether it's a label, whether it's indie. Of course. Yeah. I think what's interesting right now is they were on this huge record label, RCA, and they put out two albums with similar music to this new album that came out today. And it seems that the label didn't want to get behind them on their first two efforts. And now that they're on a more like indie side of things and Phoebe Bridgers even 
was featured on their first single on this new label. It's like starting to take off. The gay community is getting very behind them and they're having fun now, it seems, with their uh, with their music. And it, it's even funny because this music video has an ode to a famous uh, LGBT cult film. Did you get the reference? Yeah, the Phil <laughs> Chiffon music video, yes, the I'm a Cheerleader movie, which was very, very cool to see that in the music which, video. I think that was smart. And we had just watched that that film recently, recently yeah, yeah, yeah. which is funny to see it because I was like, oh, wait, I'm watching the video and I'm like, oh. Uh, this uh, this looks similar to something that I already know, and I think the song. What do you think of that song? To begin, with? I like Silk Chiffon. Out of all uh, a lot of them that they've released, that's one of my favorite ones. I really like. I think that's the one with the slow piano start in the beginning. Maybe. Yeah, I really liked that a lot. And it's it's cute. It's definitely about like a uh, love interest between two women, or it could be between anyone, um, which was just nice. And it's nice to see that representation. I think in the music industry right now. Uh, it For me, it seems that Muna is taking direction in all the right ways, especially with re- releasing a album that's featuring a lot of queer anthems. Um, and they also just covered, I think we talked about this recently, but they just covered Britney Spears' Sometimes for the Fire Island film. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of what's put them on the map a little bit is something big like that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you... In terms of this group becoming bigger in the pop industry, my thoughts are that, you know, you want your song heard in a movie or heard somewhere famous to kind mm-hmm. of get found. I hear the version of sometimes in the Fire Island movie and I say, oh, okay, now who are they? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people maybe did that. Maybe yeah. Who is this group? And I think that helps them for well, sure. Well, that's an interesting take on that because that's like... That's kind of always what a pop model has been. A lot of like the 90s big pop stars, they started with doing a soundtrack song to a film during that time. Like I'm thinking like Christina Aguilera did Reflection for Mulan and now seeing and then what happened to her after that? She became this like superstar in the pop industry. She did that and then came out with Genie in a Bottle right after. So it's almost like Muna is like kind of having their restart in the pop space. They they're coming out and put out this album with fun bop songs. And they also get on a queer movie that's kind of going mainstream now on covering Britney Spears' Sometimes, which is was already a hit. So it's like that repetitive, like, oh, I know that song. And now who are these girls? Right. You know, which is cool. Yeah. I, I really like seeing that. And for me, like, I've already been a big fan of Silk Chiffon. I was a fan of Home By Now, and I really like anything but me. So I can't wait to really hear this whole album over and over again now that it's finally released. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it'll be great. What did, um, so do you like any of these Muna singles? And do you feel like this music is pop, pop enough for you? I like Silk Chiffon, and I like the sometimes cover. I think they're very cool. Um, pop enough? I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many subgenres of pop. That's a broad statement. I feel like, yeah. Is it popular? Could it be popular? Sure. <laughs> if that's what you mean. Um, I don't think I'm going to be singing these songs every day, Yeah. you know, but where would you listen to some of these songs? I, I feel car. like that's like a question. <laughs> I, I always like that's a question. I listen to something. <laughs> the car. You did that for Harry Styles. So, yeah, so where, yeah. where would you listen to these uh, songs, Mr. Like in, in a movie or in the car. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. 
I don't, yeah. You wouldn't normally put it on. Maybe. That's okay. I think it needs to grow on me a little bit. But I like it. I don't, I don't not like it. Yeah, that's good. Do you see Muna having, like, this thriving pop industry career? Or do you kind of just see them staying indie, like, cult? Um, I guess it comes down to what their next thing is. If they do a concert, do they keep putting music in movies? Do they release new music? I guess it just comes down to what they do. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Do you see, um, it's hard because like indie versus pop, like why are those two separate things? You can't have indie pop? <laughs> you know, I don't no, know. No, you could, but I'm talking about like mainstream pop. I think like when you hear artists take a sound and make it their own, but they're pop artists, like for example, Beyonce just releasing this new song. She, she is a pop star, but she's releasing a house, a song with a house beat. So a lot of people are saying, is it pop or is it house? And I'm saying, no, it's pop music influenced by house. Mm. Like, so they're pop, but they're making like indie alternative music, but it's like, they're, they're already popular. I'm talking about Muna now. So it's like they're just influenced by that indie sound. Right. But I'm wondering if they do cross more into this pop pop um, pop world where people like become huge fans and they go to all their shows and they buy everything that they they put out. I, I'm just wondering if they go that route or they're just more like a jam band. I don't. Yeah, I don't know because I feel like we're leaning more towards like the artist singular lately yeah. and. Versus groups? Yeah. I don't know. We just read the other day that that BTS group is all becoming solo now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like everybody's kind of doing their own thing. I feel like groups ebb and flow. I feel like 10 years ago, groups were kind of big, mm-hmm. <laughs> 15 years ago. And and now it's like, okay, everyone. So I don't know how this group does. Um, yeah, it would be interesting space. to see. Yeah. I, I definitely think they have potential. I think they're they're just on the right mark they're very like old school not old school but like early 2000s like vanessa carlton michelle branch like some of those but you're naming individual people <laughs> individual i'm names. saying by sound I, yeah by sound but if you're talking about a group it's i don't know i don't know we'll see yeah i'm neither here nor there. i don't i guess the word thrive i don't know if they're necessarily going to thrive mm-hmm. Uh, but but nice they're gonna. To I think to they're it. gonna have nice success. Can it be chill pop? Can we create our new subcategory and call it chill pop? Because mm, I feel pop. like that's chill pop. Chill pop, like lo-fi pop. Yeah, like. All like, right, maybe that's gonna be the next genre. Like for soft the, pop. <laughs> the next pop. <laughs> we can have so many versions. Of pop. Although I think it's gonna have to be house pop because all of these artists are starting to create house music. I'm again. gonna create uh, Broadway pop. <laughs> We're going to have a full Broadway pop episode. What would that be? It would be like like, remixes of show tunes. I mean, it would be people that have worked in the Broadway space like Dove Cameron and Renee Rapp. Yeah, I guess. And Ashley Park, you know, and naming all the Broadway pop girlies. Yeah, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. Um, Speaking of pop, let's move over to our genre um, portion of this. And this pride episode we're going to be talking about drag queens in pop music what's the genre drag pop Drag pop, another subcategory. <laughs> drag pop um i'm so now 
this is something I've definitely been seeing a lot industry in the industry right now, and I think we have RuPaul to thank for this, but drag queens making pop music mm. is so big. And I think what's really interesting is like I'm starting to see some of these drag stars, like winners, or even if they were just on RuPaul's Drag Race seasons, starting to make music and it's starting to trend and go viral, which I think is super cool. And I think we have an app like TikTok to thank for that. But you know, RuPaul's been around for so long. I think his Supermodel of the World album came out in, like, the early 90s, which had, um, you know, Cover Girl, You Better Work on it. And it was something that's so interesting for me, and I wanted to bring this up, was, like, we've had that song with us for a really long time. I, I think the first time we've heard it was in that Disney Channel original movie, Life Size, with Tyra Banks and Lindsay Lohan. So I think it's really cool that that song has had so much longevity in the industry, with RuPaul being a drag queen and that song having success, and then it going into RuPaul having RuPaul's Drag Race, and then keep releasing music after each season. And I think RuPaul is someone that's super interesting because Ru keeps up with the trends in pop music. Anytime there's a certain trend, you know, the RuPaul sound is going to have that genre behind it. Um, What do you kind of think about RuPaul and like RuPaul's decisions? Who's helping RuPaul with the smart, calculated career in the industry? Do you think that's really coming from the drag race culture? Well, RuPaul is a team of people, and I think RuPaul is keeping up. And sometimes we have to remember that RuPaul uh, had a music career long ago Mm -hmm. and was always invested in that during, before, and during the drag time of of his life long ago, but also wanting the music career. And I think music has always been a really important part of RuPaul's life. So I feel that um, continuing that into his older life and with the show makes sense. I mean, one of the challenges every season on RuPaul is to create an original song Mm -hmm. or to make a music video to his song or to write a lyric to a new song and create choreography. And it's the show aspect of it. So I think um, I think music is a big part of um, his world and his life, and it will continue to be. Yeah, and I think that's really cool because I feel like we have a lot of those drag superstars coming out of here making music, but also while, like you said, while they're on the show, they have to record songs. And we've had some big songs come out of um, the show, especially things like Kitty Girl and Bing Bang Bong and the Frock Destroyers that now tour as groups and things like that. And those have had such an impact in the industry. And I I do want to talk about two different artists from that are drag race alumni. Um, One being Priyanka from Canada's season one drag race who won. Priyanka is making moves in the industry with her single come through, which features another drag race alumni lemon. And what I find really interesting about this song is that lemons verse is what has gone viral on TikTok. So now they have a song going viral because there's a TikTok dance happening to it. And this is drag queen music. Um, You know, I always ask you this question about TikTok, but how do you think a platform like TikTok might help take drag queens music to the next level? Um, Well, I feel like... You know... I'm always going to get you on the TikTok bandwagon. I I feel like (laughs) it's... um, it's a social media platform, so wherever the music can live. And I think that if it's going to live there and it's going to be successful and people will make silly videos to it or serious videos to it or whatever they're going to do with it, I think um, 
TikTok, Instagram, anywhere that you can play this music is going to be important for any artist, yeah. not just a drag queen necessarily. I mean, I'm finding um, the, you know, for this song with Priyanka, I think I'm finding a lot of drag queen music to be very, like, aggressive okay. and hard and angry and loud and demanding and vocal. Okay. Um and every time a new drag queen releases a song, it's like, and it's very aggressive. The lyrics are aggressive. The beat is aggressive. And I'm finding that more and more. And I feel like the lightness of, when you hear things like Bing Bang Bong and some of that, that's from the show. But I'm talking about the songs that these drag queens put out on their own. They've, they've been very sexual lately. And they've been very, like, like anger. I feel like they're just full of um this aggressive anger. I don't know how else to say it. And so I've noticed that more and more, like when you hear some of these songs. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of the style that has been influenced in like the club scene for a while now, like these certain trap beats or like just maybe some hip hop influence beats in there as well. But I think a lot of, I don't know if necessarily most of the drag Queens can actually sing. <laughs> yeah, and it does sound like there's a lot of heavy influence on auto-tune and technical elements in these songs, yeah. too. Um, and if they can't really sing, they probably go more to, like, talk singing or rapping, which is fine. Yeah, and it's but, like, do you, where, do, where do they want to be, where do they want this music to go? Like, do they want it in the clubs, people dancing to it? Do they want yeah. it um, leisurely heard on TikTok? Are they making it for TikTok? Um they might be. Yeah. I think the funny thing that I've watched with Priyanka on TikTok is like that her part doesn't didn't go viral, but Lemon's part did go viral. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's yeah. like, uh, I made this whole song, and uh, it's it's Lemon's part that happened. Yeah. But the funny part is like in the music video with Lemon, she's doing this thing with like her hands going like this. Okay. Yeah. And that's the part that people. Okay. <laughs> always. Um, use and reuse so it's just a funny thing yeah but yeah that's yeah good good points there um and lastly alaska did a song called girls night with stephanie's child in stephanie's child has rose um it has jan and their partner laguna blue so it's another trio we have muna trio in the beginning and now we have another trio here um this song, I think, is super fun, and I definitely think it's like a bop. Does this move away from what you were just talking about in terms of... This one does, yeah. And I feel like um, the it's got this girl group sound, yeah. very um, Fifth Harmony-esque feeling to me, um, and I really like that. That's more of a lighter pop yeah. um, that seems a little more it's kind of very upbeat like, and energetic and lighter. Like Bang Bang. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Emotion, I like this. Ariana Grande, yeah. This was fun. Yes, it is like that. Yeah, I, I, I see that reference. You want to know um, a fun fact about this um, song? This music video was filmed the night we went to the Dua Lipa concert at one of oh. the gay bars in New York City called, I think, Motel 23. Okay, yeah. Um, they were doing, I, I saw Alaska post about it that um, to come to the after party at Motel 23 because we're going to be filming the music video. And I didn't think about it at the time because we could have totally went and saw this music video get recorded or been part of the music video. Um, but yeah, I thought that, that was a yeah, yeah, for sure. fun fact. Yeah. Um, do you, you love the music of the Drag Race alumni? Um, yes and no. I don't okay. really listen to it. I follow their life journey and I would much rather be 
watching them do stand up live in a concert or do choreographed numbers live or be appearing on all star seasons or going to their drag shows in New York City or Fire Island or P-Town or wherever they go. That to me is a lot more enjoyable than like sitting and listening to all of their music. Um, Unless it's the uh, Jinx and De La Holiday show. (laughs) Sure. I I feel like, um, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I understand there's money in in that when they put music out. Mm -hmm. Um, I always, and yes, some of them are legitimate singers and some of them are not. And so I understand that everybody kind of wants to do this regardless of how their voice sounds because putting music out and getting streams and making money is a way to make money as a performer and entertainer. Um, of course. But I would say like some of it, I actually, what I really like the most is the RuPaul songs that are put out. I do like those. I like the way yeah. they're written. I like how they feature a lot of yeah. them. And I like listening back to the RuPaul seasons. That features music. the Queens. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we kind of like that maybe a little bit more because we're connected to what's happening. We watch the show. We, yeah. We're part of the process. Mm-hmm. And then we get to hear the finished product. I think that's a, it's a cool thing. And it's actually kind of, I'm thinking about it now, like an ode to what MTV used to do with music videos um, when I was growing up and you were growing up too. But you used to be able to watch the making of the music video. So I feel like in Um, RuPaul, we're watching the making of the song and you're so connected to it that you finally want to hear it at the end. And then you're like, yes, it's so good. Um, So, yeah. Um, What's what I think what's kind of really cool right now in pop music too, is like we've come a very long way with pronouns in the industry today. And I, we see like a lot of high high profile acts like Halsey and Demi Lovato opting, uh, adopting they, them, uh, and using same-sex pronouns in songs that are played on the radio, I think is super interesting. Little Nas X, of course, is another example. Dove Cameron, Haley Kiyoko, they're all artists that are making music right now with queer themes. They're breaking gender boundaries and mainstream pop, which I think is so cool. What Just hearing this, like, how important do you think this is for the LGBTQ plus community right now? I think it's very important. I think music industry can do this for the community and music yeah. industry always has been a really safe space and a, and a groundbreaking outlet for performers and entertainers and people in the industry. Um, always yeah. from way back in the day. So I feel like um, it's very important. And I think that if there is a space for people to find comfort in their pronouns or their identity, that the music space would be a space, the theater space as well. Any sort of entertainment art space involves so many members of the LGBTQ right. plus community. You know? Yeah. I think that's a, a most important right now too, because we keep hearing at times certain things like governments trying to ban like drag queens in live events or kids at drag queen events saying it's inappropriate. And just like music in general, I think recently I just saw this morning too, like, LGBT books should be banned in libraries from children being able to read them. I'm like, this, this sounds crazy. So for me, it's like, what's next is something like, Oh, we don't want to have this music being played here because kids might listen to it or Mm. something like that. So I think it's super important that these artists are breaking boundaries and becoming more mainstream so that everyone can kind of. It's interesting you mentioned that Dove Cameron boyfriend, because that's an interesting, you know, she, she being a woman identifying as, a female saying I can be a better boyfriend, right? She says that. Yeah. So it does play with the gender 
the yeah, gender it's breaking gender because yeah. that's how you interpret that song. Right. You know, if you but listen it, to that song, you might be saying, "Oh, is she saying she wants to date a woman or what?" You find in the LGBT community a lot, the LGBTQ plus community a lot that there is also a sense of like um, a lot of gay men will call other gay men like she and her, and mm-hmm. in, in, in or oh, that's my best Judy, or that's my you know oh. The, Friend, are you a friend of Dorothy? There's all those <laughs> references to females um, and things like that. So it, 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 the gender flux yeah. is a lot of the community already too. You know? mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, since it is Pride Month, before we get to our bop or flop, I do want to ask you one big question. Okay. What is your favorite Pride anthem? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you know what's – there's to pick so one. many. No. <laughs> there's so many. I feel like you could pick new school and old school Pride anthems. Uh, I don't know. Like does the song have to exactly be talking about – like because I like songs that are like just like fun. I don't know. I oh, That's a hard question. If I had to choose one, I know this might be a little um, – a little stereotypical. He's going to be like, wait, can I say? <laughs> no. Okay. Or maybe. Why? I feel like you would pick something like ABBA's dancing. Well, I was thinking ABBA, but I was like, that's or not like- directly a anthems. Although it's so popular to the time. I really think that I'm coming out is oh. just such a really great I, Diana Ross, of right? Of course that's a pride anthem. And I just think of that. I know it's so stereotypical, but it's like, how did that woman sing that song at that time? And you could not think that that was about coming out. Like me, because everyone says, oh, it could be what I'm coming. What is she saying? I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. I, it sounds so pride anthem to me that when I hear that song, I seem to hear it most in June. And I <laughs> feel like it makes the, it just kind of gives you that feeling of like, oh, well, it's definitely been adopted by Yeah, but I pride. feel like it's so meant for that. And I just think – I know it's stereotypical, but I really like that song. Okay. So that would say – I would say my, that would be one of my – Of, my of course. Pride. I almost put that down for mine. I actually – I I'm going back and forth between two. Okay. One, I think George Michael's Freedom oh, is okay. such like a liberating song. I actually was listening to it while I was walking the dog this morning. Okay. And I was like, oh – This is so, you know, he's such an important person in the community. And I think some of the music that he put out was so important. But I also like, I'm going to go a little Broadway on here. Uh And um, from Lacage, I Am What I Am. (coughs) And Gloria Gaynor then doing like the more mainstream version. And which I love that storyline of like theater going pop. And like, we need more of that. But I think there's something so, I, I probably would put I Am What I Am at the top for uh, my pride anthem because it's yeah, just it's like a great song it's what we are you and know it's a great lyric and it's like from a great show you know maybe new school we don't really get a lot of pride anthems we get born this way from lady I gaga was say, i also think um you need to calm down from taylor swift is kind of becoming mm-hmm. pride anthemy in what she's saying there yeah. um but i'm thinking like more from like lgbtq plus artists mm-hmm. they're starting to make more of the music that's just like everyday music. They're not sitting there making a pride anthem. Now right. Because they already are the pride anthem. But I'm like, 
it's so interesting because right now we get like more pop star things that are becoming more like anthems. Like you said, Lady Gaga's Born This Way or like even Katy Perry's Roar is considered yes, like yes. a pride anthem. Or Sarah Bareilles' Brave has yeah. been lately been considered really pretty pride anthem too. So you're getting it. I also think you have to, for, you can't forget like what the village people did long ago <laughs> was like so iconic yes. too. Like th- just them in general. They have a song I came up on my playlist recently called Fire Island. They had a song about Fire Island. And I was like, oh, that would have been a cool use of that song in the movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I listened to the lyrics. I'm like, oh, some of this is still true today in Fire Island. Like, yeah. what they're, the references they're making. So I was like, oh, village people. Like, there we go. It's I mean, they have... That, like, uh, Charlie XCX's boys. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> but it's like the pop girlies are making all of these, like, yeah. you know, queer-themed yeah. pop songs. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm for it. Um, so let's go to the final portion of this podcast. We have our five artists. All five artists are in the LGBTQ plus community, just so you know. Um, and we're going to get the bop or flop opinion from Mr. Richie. Y'all already know my opinion. I picked the song, so I I know that they're a bop. So start. You think that they're a bop. It's a bop when I say it's a bop. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay, first one, and we actually watched the music video to this one too recently, and I want to get your opinion on that. But Rina Sawayama's This Hell. Bop. Love it. Obsessed. Love the video. I listened to it like multiple times. It might be my favorite bop out of all of these that you put. Okay. Well, this song Super Bop. I I <laughs> Super Bop. This one Baby Bop. <laughs> that was a character from Barney. Oh my god. I, <laughs> no, I don't know why it's so I bad. literally <laughs> I literally can't. Okay. So, uh, okay. So that song. Also, when we were just talking about the whole Pride Anthem thing, this could be an anthem. This yeah. Song. I yeah. mean, the music video, it's very everything, catchy. it's literally talking about what she sees in the in, in the world today with people going against the gay community. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love And just it. living and, and saying, guess what? We're all going to hell. So come join us. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I loved it. I really, really loved it. And it's so catchy. So catchy. Yeah. Okay. Vincent's Tastes So Good. Bob. Love it. Bob. I really like Vincent too. And I really like it. Do you know what's so funny about this song? You probably don't even know this, but it's a commercial. Oh, from what? It's for this soda. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why it tastes so good. But the video actually features, it features Kesha. It feels Hilly Kyoko. um, It features... Like the top five from the last season of RuPaul, um, it's just I actually find it so interesting because I think what this song is doing is obviously a bop, but what this song is doing is like what Britney did for Pepsi. Like the Pepsi right. commercial song was so big that they're trying to almost mimic that in a way, right. and I think it works. Um, also, Gus Kentworthy was in the video, which was interesting. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, Kalichi, just another song. Yeah, Bob. Bob, I like that. Doesn't this Bob. feature Vincent too? Actually, yes, yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. It does feature Vincent. I, I feel like this is Vincent's little, I don't know if best friend or like little protege, but yeah. like so good. You have to watch the music video. Yeah. Um, he is just jumping into the scene here. So like, let's see where this goes. Cause I love Bop music. Yeah. 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 Bop. Okay. Zava or Zava. Uh, H O E. I'm putting it on the flop list. Oh, I didn't like it. Oh, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it, but I it I can't hear the lyrics. 
I'm sorry. When you're making your... In, I'm going to judge a song based on if I can even hear you. Okay. When the bass and the instrumental is so loud and I can barely hear what they're saying, halfway through I'm like, I'm done. I, I don't know what you're saying. I have to read lyrics on a piece of paper to follow along with your song. Like I would like to hear what you're saying. Okay. I thought the production value wasn't, and it kind of turned me off to it. So not a huge fan, unfortunately. I'm putting that on the flop. Well, I'm a fan. So. All right. All right. And lastly, we have Madison Rose Valentino. I was really on the fence with this one. I had to listen to it a few times. Okay. Um, I feel like it's flop bop border, like on the fence. Okay. Like I'm kind of like, is it a floppy bop? I just made that up. A floppy bop. It's kind of like it's it's a bop, but it's a little floppy. No. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's good. I just I something's missing in the song for me. There's something missing to make it a true bop. I don't know what it is. I like it. I don't hate it. You can't win them all. Those were my two. So that's like floppy bop. All the others. Well, you like her other songs, so I do. I do. That's fine. Well, hey, listen, I'm going to be honest in the bop or flops, you know. Okay. So that's it. And Vincent stuff's great. Flop meaning like it's not a bad song, but he just probably doesn't see it going anywhere. I don't. The others I do. The the Zava H O E and the Madison Rose Valentino. They're okay. That's all she wrote. And that's all, folks. Well, (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this pride-filled podcast. Now go out and celebrate and enjoy. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Leave us a review if you love what you heard, but only if you loved what you heard. Uh, We also want you to join our conversation and engage with us. Head over to our Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast and comment on the latest post about this podcast episode. We would really love, 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 love to hear from you. Engage with us. Uh, But until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. We're signing off. Ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.